What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Group. How do you do, folks? This is T Double BLC coming at you. I'm your co-host Curtis Quinn here with my partner, as always, Drew Luster, up in Gloucester, Massachusetts. We're wrapping up season two here. This is episode twelve. There's 12 in a season. Drew, what do we got from this week? How was it? And what do you have for the holidays coming up? Yeah, so to start off, I was actually, I learned yesterday, which was Tuesday, that I actually have Friday and Monday coming up off for the holiday weekend. Yeah, so that's pretty Labor clutch. Day. I didn't know until like this week. So to learn that you have a Friday, Monday off is pretty clutch. Just, I don't know why, it just kind of slipped my mind, and usually we just have that Monday, but a nice short short week and a long weekend, there's nothing like it, I'll tell you that right now. So looking forward to that, that's for sure. Absolutely. And then do you have any special days you'd like to mention? Yeah, I think the, the one day of the week being uh, Thursday, September 3rd, tomorrow, when you guys will be officially listening, is National Skyscraper Day, a different one. Um, around these parts specifically, you ain't going to see a lot of skyscrapers, but for some of you city, city folk, city living, uh, you know, take a, take a peek up at that skyscraper in your morning or afternoon commute and really appreciate the architecture. You What's know? your so, favorite skyscraper out there? Maybe I, for, I'll just go mine in Boston is going to be the Prudential center. That one's great. Yeah, that's sweet. But I'll give you what isn't my favorite. Okay. If this counts. The Empire State Building. Okay. You want to know why? We're going to keep the hatred going. We're going to start out coming out hot at the gates with the hatred. Me and John went to visit Evan last uh, last winter around November. Okay. And Evan was working. And me and John were like, oh, you know, let's go walk around the Empire State Building. Maybe get a tour, you know, pay a couple bucks, maybe go up to the top, whatever. Yeah. We go up. We drag in our bags with us. It's $45 a person to get to the top. That's a lot of money. I'm like, we saw that and we laughed and we're like, yeah, we're not doing that. Like, can you, like, that's crazy just to walk to the top of a building, 45 bucks. There ain't nothing special about that. So, yeah, there's a little, you know, preseason practice hate of the week there. But, yeah. My favorite world tower. I don't know. I'm obviously going to go with the Freedom Tower. Could have I, walked right down the street. You should have went there. I don't know if that's right down the street in New York City. I don't know it too well. But you I don't know. Seen the museum, and then yeah, I don't think you can go in up into it. I'm not sure. I don't think you can either. I don't know geographically. I'm not. That's just especially in New York City, not my thing, obviously. But yeah, skyscrapers. Go check them out. Take a peek up at them. Appreciate marvel, the marvel the architecture. Them. Marvel them, and uh, yeah. That's all I got for you folks on a special day of the week. Well, let's hop right in. Hate of the week time. I'll let you lead us off. Yeah, this is an easy one. I actually said this one. I think it was either on Warzone or FaceTime or something a little bit ago. It's just, I don't even know if it's been said before. It probably has. But I'm going to say it again. Shampoo in the eyeball. I mean, I don't know, like... How, how else to put it? How often does that happen to you? 
a lot. I don't know if it's – oh, Bell's trying to get in. I don't know if it's, like, the shampoo that I use and it's, like, kind of runny. But, like – or just the way that I am and, like, how my head's maybe tilted that it's just running into my old eyeballs. But I, I, I go as far as to say it happens at least twice a week, maybe once a week. I, it, it definitely happens every week. True. You got you to gotta be doing something wrong in there. I mean, I can't I'm, even... I'm trying to be careful and, like, wipe it away from my eyes and stuff. I don't, I don't know if I'm just reckless. I don't really know, to be honest. Why but are you I touching hate it. your eyes? What are you touching your eyes for? Because I don't want the shampoo to run into them. Don't touch them. You just got to focus on the hair and then rinse it out. What do you mean? I just feel like if I don't, it's going to run. It's going to leak into my eyes from, like, my head. You know? I cannot even tell you the last time I got shampoo in my eyes. I think you need to change strategies. Maybe I have to start looking up like this. Cause, and just let gravity do the work. Because I'm a – now, here's another question. Are you a – do you face toward the water or away from it? I Do, hmm. do you I know what I mean, though? No, no, I know what you mean. I think like the water – is the water I'm hitting your chest or back? When I'm scrubbing, it's towards it, and then I think I go – You turn. I turn, and I go back. To get the rinse. Yeah. And yeah, like, so, like, a, like a nice slick back, you know, to rinse yeah, it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a 60% it's hitting my back you know, when I'm doing the cleaning and then the rinse, but maybe it's cause just the water's hitting me and the way my head is. I don't know. I hate it. I need to find a solution. Somebody please help me out of this hell. <laughs> you got any honorable mentions you'd like to throw out there? Mm, I don't think so. Did we, I don't know if we got any bites on Instagram. I'm pretty unprepared. To we be honest did, with we you. did, but we'll get to that. I mean, I have an absolute slew of them this week, Drew. I okay. Let's hear it. My best... I'd love to hear it. I've held on to this one for two weeks now. This is my best. Putting something in your pocket or getting something out of your pocket. Say it's jeans or something. Or for me, it's my uniform. But in the car, when you're in the car seat, is there anything like more no. uncomfortable, more no. difficult? No, because then you got to do this one. you got to slide. you got to yeah, extend the leg and you got to dig. And sometimes and if no you're wearing space. like tighter shorts or pants your wallet or phone will just be completely wedged against your leg and you ain't getting that out if you have like a team of yep. 10 Navy SEALs. It's not just not going to happen. And it's in there for life. I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, in Chick-fil-A. Sometimes they take your card right there and sometimes they say go around the corner and then pay and they catch yeah. me off guard and then I'm digging in my pants and I... And you I, just look like that. Yeah, it's terrible. Ugh. Especially if you're under pressure, if you're... That kind of goes with my... Um, I guess this would kind of lead into a secondary that I just thought of was when like you're paying at like a CVS or yeah. takeout, wherever money is being exchanged and there's a line behind you and you're trying to put the money back in the wallet. You're trying to take the receipt. You don't know what to do with the coins. You don't have it's enough a, hands. And the money, yeah, the money isn't always, it's never, it never just slides right in and sits there. No. I, And then you start thinking, you're like the people behind you must be saying stuff like sighing. And, ugh, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. So that's my big one for the week. Honorable mentions, I got a lot on 2K. I've been playing uh, okay. 2K21. <clears throat> How about when they say, and if you're listening through your TV or on your headset, when they say you made it or like, that one looks great and it just slides right past the Dude, that is, sometimes they do that, but sometimes they'll do the opposite and they'll be like, oh, this one's, they'll like bring my mom into it. They have some stupid mom joke that they do. 
right off the tee. I forget what it is. It's super cheesy. Yeah. <clears throat> They're like, oh, you know what it is? It's, that's a swing only the only his mother could love. But or then something it's like right that. down the middle. <clears throat> but then it ends up finding the middle of the fairway, and I'm like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. So I don't like that. And then also, I was about to be – I did end up getting my first win on uh, the Corn Ferry Tour. But nice. I – my first, like, what I thought to be win that didn't turn out to be a win – I hit it in the water hazard. I'm up like four strokes at this point. I'm cruising in. Yeah, you got, you're playing with house money right now. So I, I go for the par four. There's a little water hazard behind the green. It ends up dripping, trickling down into the water hazard. Fine. We'll take the you're drop. Sweating a little bit. Hey, a little bit of sweat. Take the drop. I can make a double, Drew. It doesn't even matter, right? Well, yeah. where they put me, where they drop me is. Not ideal. I can't go backwards. I can't go forwards. I can't go sideways. Anything. I can't take an unplayable. I am literally scouring the entirety of 2k21 or 2k20 trying to figure out where i can drop this thing and it's putting me in the one place so i'm like okay well i guess i'll drop it here i don't think this is going to turn out well because it looks like it's on the sand that's just before the water so i drop it i take a swing the ball doesn't go anywhere it just says water hazard is it like a glitch guess where they put me right back same spot. Same spot. Drew, I couldn't get out of it. I took a 10 so what on do you the do? I took a 10. I Drew, had what to did take you... a 10. But eventually, you did you have to re-angle no. the shot or, or club nope. up to just get it the fuck no, out of I there? took full swings. I Drew, it was everything I could do. They At 10 shots, they say, go on to the next hole. Oh, so you never even got out. No. and that, I, They just said, hey, I oh lost. I lost by three strokes, but I was within one going into the last hole. And I was losing oh my, God. my mind. <laughs> and I'm like, if I lose this tournament based off of this. Yeah. You better, you should, you would have, you, did you email them? Did you no. say, what the? So this was <laughs> an like, angry email. Drew, I couple this into the next couple rounds. Justin Thomas has been kicking my ass and yeah. just absolutely owns me on the, on the PGA tour circuit right now. Yeah. And I end up making this glorious charge on the last day of one of the events I was playing. And I tie him on 18, what I think is to be tied. He's on the 18th hole in my group. Obviously, I can't see him playing. Oh, how about the like commercial breaks you have to take during the round if you're doing the, the career mode? Miserable. It's, Miserable. It's awful. It takes so long. You know what's even worse than that? I hate when they make you... So depending on who your rival is, like you know how you have like yeah. a tournament rival yep. and they and they always go back to like certain people's shots yeah and i'm literally spamming square to just X, press X, exit X. Yeah. i'm like get me out of this i don't want to see any of this yeah i don't care about it this well, is not making the game fun for me the one time i could have used this was like justin thomas is the only person i'm worried about right now because he is about to be tired so show him, him. Don't show friggin' so, what's the guy? Yeah, Cam, Cameron Champ, Jim Furyk. Yeah, they show Cameron Champ every friggin' every shot that he takes. What a what a like, I don't want to say a low level slate of of tour pros that they got on there, but where where's you know Tiger? Where's Phil? Where's the big boys? Speed? I don't know. JT's, it's weird. It's JT's weird the guy. mix. He's yeah. the guy. It's a weird mix. There's a there's a significant drop off after yeah. that. So yep, uh, I don't friggin' know. So. I'm one down going into 18 when both playing the 18th hole. I make this 30-foot snake pot for birdie. The announcer... Dude, how, how, hold on. How hype is it to make a putt like that 
is there anything more exciting? Like I will literally fly off my bed backwards and start yelling at myself, like pumping, giving it one of these, like yeah. a fist bump. The, There's the, nothing like it. The oh my long God. range feel good. And you can kind of tell the whole way that they got a good chance. To you know, it. too, like, cause you get that first track and then you're yep. like, okay, that's it. Yeah. Well, the announcer then goes on to say that I just secured my first win and I'm like, okay, well, Justin Thomas must have bogeyed or something, right? Because he was one up, so I birdie, I'm tied. So he must have bogeyed, and, and that's how I would win. So I'm waiting for the screen to load, waiting for the screen to load. Yeah, because you won. You Justin won. Justin Thomas made birdie and won the tournament after the announcer said, I just won the tournament on the 18th hole. <laughs> God, I wish I could have seen your reaction to that. And I was sitting there like... I know the What old, is the source of truth? That's what I want to know. The old what Tiger is the source Woods of truth games, at this point? The old Tiger Woods games, if that if it happened that you both tied, so say he made par, I made birdie there, then it would give you the victory for some reason. Like there wasn't a playoff. It probably has to do with like figuring that out simulation wise. But the fact that they said I just won my first PGA tour event. And I that's wild. It loads the leaderboard after and oh you just came up short one one back still a good what week. The f- that is weird. So you've had it seems you've had a, I mean that's a tough was this all in the same tournament? No, this, this was all a, happened. So there was one corn ferry was the first one uh, the with the water, sand the, with the water, the water stuff the and water then, situation and then Justin Thomas was the PGA I, tour. For a second there I thought that was the same exact tournament and I was gonna say you should just delete the game because that is just unforgivable i was so frustrated it was that's tough i ended up getting my my first pga tour win after that and i felt a little better but oh man was it brutal we're just i mean i love the fact that the game exists and we can play it but i have to just say like we have been absolutely shredding them up the last two weeks since it came out yeah just beating the absolute hell out of them I can't even play you or Jason Vecina or anybody in a one-on-one because I don't have PS. Is that a thing that everybody has? And am I just like the poor PS4 kid who doesn't have? No, PS+? you have online because you play Warzone and stuff. So right. I don't know why. So PS Plus apparently is something where you get additional games, and that some people have. I, I guess they pay sixty bucks a year. I don't pay the sixty dollars a year. Do you pay the sixty dollars a year? Not that I'm aware of. I, I thought PS Plus was just like the online. That's what I thought. I thought PlayStation's big perk was that you don't have to pay for online, which I don't for Warzone and Fortnite, but I understand those are free games. But why? The fact I can't play other people online is wild to me. And I don't know if it's because of my fault or the game's fault. I'm blaming Honestly, it on the game I don't know. I don't trust them. I don't know why that is. I got to say, I don't know. Maybe I'm, 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 I could just, my brain could be fried, but. Yeah. Well, let's get on to the fans, and I'll have one at the end of this one that is relevant to uh, this past week, let's just say. We have some, some good ones. I can kick us off if you want. I just pulled it up. Go ahead. J- Josh Wilson, the Bruins, and Billy Fosbury, Nick Ritchie. Um, I mean, I'm just going to get right into that part, I think, and yeah. say, like, you know, the boys came out and played their butts off in Game 5, but like I texted to you and everybody else, <clears throat> Games 2 through 4, they had nothing. And for anybody trying to say, oh, you know, this could have gone either way, they miss Rask, you're lost in five games. And 
they practically dominated. Their first line play. was what plus five or six. You so can't, you can't win a series if you're allowing their first line. And the people, the people on Twitter whose argument are, oh, they played three overtime periods. You know, the game, the series was pretty even. No, no, it wasn't at all. Actually, we, I believe we won game one by one goal plus an empty net. Maybe I don't remember. It seems like it was a year ago at this point. It's just, it's sort of like us in the Sixers almost, or us in. What's a way to put it? Maybe the Sixers, where it's just like we just have their like they just have our number. They're better than us, and it's not really a rivalry when they just kick our ass in five games. So it was fun to watch hockey, and I'm glad it was back. But I said whoever wins this series wins the cup. I don't think anyone beats Tampa. I so. would like to add there that um, an additional hate of the week because I think Billy missed the mark a little with the Nick Ritchie. I understand you're upset with Nick Ritchie, Cedric Paquette. Oh is- my God. One of the just my most hated players in hockey right now because also couple it with Eddie Olchek in the entire NBC crew. Did you see my tweet? The Bruins could have a Bruins player could have got murdered live on ice in the second period and they would have somehow just defended it and ignored it. I cannot. I was yelling at the TV. The first hit Paquette did when Richie ended up fighting him afterwards. I don't know who it was on. That was I think a, it was on uh it was on Kuhlman. That was, it was a on Kuhlman when he started punching very, him in the face. Very dirty hit. Yeah. Nick Ritchie goes and does his extracurricular activities. To Gord. Who then rides in pain a, a and gro- acts like he's paralyzed, by the way. Yes, but obviously a, a penalty, a gross hit. Yeah. But them acting like it was like in no two separate worlds, like one was perfectly yeah. clean and the other wasn't. And then Paquette goes and does it again two nights later. Oh, you know, that's a really tough turn there by McAvoy. And give me a break. The guys ended careers before. The fact that they didn't even call two on that after reviewing it and carrying him off the ice is despicable to me. Yeah. And And Eddie Olchuk should be fired along with Jonesy and whoever defended it on NBC. And Brian Boucher. It was honestly, it was tough to watch to hear them in that last game because it just seemed like a Bruins player could have literally been murdered on the ice and somehow they would have justified it. It was it was just very frustrating to listen to. It was almost Man, crazy. I, it's almost to the point where like people are like, Oh, the Bruins fans, they won't mention the Nick Ritchie hits. Like, no, we mentioned the Nick Ritchie hit. It was gross. Like he that should never happen. No. Like, you just completely forgot about the two other hits that were just as bad. Yeah, I mean in, in general, I think the the way the games were called was not at all consistent, I'll say. Nick Ritchie took that stupid slashing penalty in the game where they beat us a jillion to nothing. Yeah. That, like Cassidy said, that happens four, 42 times a game, slashes like that. It just seemed like, call it one way or call it the other way. It seemed like they kept backpedaling or taking 10 steps forward and acting like it's the preseason. I don't know what the hell they were doing. So, you know what? doesn't matter now. We don't hate, I don't hate the Bruins personally. It seems like these two do. I thought they, they came out in game five and played their nuts off and, Still wasn't enough, so clearly they weren't the better team, but glad we could see him play a little bit of hockey. Might be a curtain call for our boy <clears throat> Big Z, too, which is sad. Sad to yep. see, for yep. sure. A couple other ones we got in there. Uh, our boy Rick Rignola coming in. When milk has expired, but you check the expiration date, and it's not for another few days. That is a tough one, so you get the little, maybe the little bad taste, bad mm. smell, maybe a chunk or two. So I'm going to be honest. I've never experienced this before. I have ever, ever in my life. I, I have don't know why. with uh, Dunkin' Donuts True Moo milk. 
Oh, not good. That's on them. That is on them. That is, that's a problem. I've gotten my fair share of of expired milks from Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, it's it's infuriating every time. I would say. That's brutal. We got a couple others. Yep. Johnny Cooks, Icebreakers. You never remember anyone's name, and the facts are never interesting. That's a great one. That I mean, we've mentioned that is it probably before with with Brian yeah. when he was on the pod. That's probably my least favorite part of like you know starting a college semester. You know, first day of class, you know every single class, something interesting about you, your major, something fun you did in the summer. It's like nobody cares. Nobody's gonna remember. Oh my god, it's like pulling teeth. I hate it just as much as the next person. Hey, that doesn't stop as you move on to your adult life fever with the uh, with work. That's for sure. At least it yeah. doesn't stop for me. Yep. Pat Goss has uh, Zoom courses on there. Can't relate no, necessarily I, to Zoom I'm courses. I'm a big fan of Zoom. I think it's a great platform. And if you're watching the stock market, if you got in on Zoom about two days ago, 48 hours ago, you'd be up 150 bucks. I am not. I am not a shareholder of that company. But Zoom, great platform. I disagree mm-hmm. with this hate of the week. Courses, tough, virtual, but guess what? When I was in college and when you were in college, what's the first course you wanted to sign up for? It was the online course because you just had Exactly. You wanted to sit in your bed and do nothing all day. Yeah, yeah. So be careful what you're asking for there, young (laughs) man. Exactly, yeah. I'm going to round this one out because you mentioned you had a new name that you're going to refer to Leah as, but Cats and Coffee by the Sea responded with her hate of the week as being Leah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. They're best friends. I think it's a love-hate relationship. If you guys know, like, The Office and Michael Scott, I think what she's saying is she hates how much she loves her. That's the way I would frame that as. What uh, what was – you sent me something this week that it was like you're not going to – it's not boyfriend, it's not girlfriend. You're gonna it's friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, Leah. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like any relationship with anybody, that's what it would be. So that's funny. Yes. Yeah. So friend of the pod, Leah, uh, you're, yep. you're on the slate this week. That's tough. You are. It is. All right. Let's hop into some stock talk this week. Our good friend of the pod, Josh Wilson, is here with us. Fellow investor, fellow R hoodie, as Drew would call him. Drew, I'm going to start off with you portfolio wise. Uh, how we doing? You had a couple of wild moves as I would describe them last week. Uh, yeah. Kind of shooting here. from the hip here a little bit. Um, Overall, just to give you a little sneak peek, we're actually uh, okay. That changed. We're actually <laughs> we're in the we're actually, yeah. We're, that's true. We're actually down fifty. We'll round up 53, 53 cents all time since okay. uh, the birth of the portfolio. Couple of quarters. Um, day over day, we're up twenty eight cents, which we like to see. We like to see. We like to be in the green. I know you guys are a little bit. Um, I've put in disquieted by my decision making with uh, some specific choices that I made Transactions recently. with draft Transactions. Although when we look at it at a high level, it sort of paid off almost given that I really don't have much money in this to begin with. Um, I'm sort of I'm sort of in a weird place between just pulling out all my money and giving up and adding more money. I don't think that's a good place to be in this situation, you know, if you're as an R hoodie. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I I don't really get much else to say. It's 
I will admit it's a little bit tough to stay as engaged. I think that is mostly because I have a, a smaller dog in the fight per se. I think, um, I so think, I think that's part of it. I think you need some more in there personally. But don't say a thousand, because if you say a thousand again, I'm hanging up. You say it every time. I ain't putting a thousand dollars into this damn app. Okay. Well, I'm just in long-term investments. Uh, we we got a little hasty. Uh, we sold DraftKings. You sold DraftKings for a profit, but yes. for our viewers, three dollars at the coffee. I wanna, as you I wanna, say. yeah, three a three-dollar coffee yep. profit. And I, I just wanted to mention that for Jimmy Nicolosi because he he is paying very close attention to your stock talk, Drew. Okay, so. Love him to death, but I feel like he just has this weird infatuation with me. I don't know why, whether it's what I say or do. Like he's, It's like he's got just – it's like I'm a little puppet in his little show. He's always wondering what I'm doing, laughing about it. So I'm glad I can make him laugh. I'm glad that I can, you know, provide a little bit of humor to his day. Absolutely. Shout uh, out. Never mind. Well, congratulate you on the, the, the short-term profits and mm -hmm. Thank you, hope yeah. your portfolio continues to grow by the dollar. I appreciate that. I'd like to thank my fellow uh, investors for their tips and tricks and guidance and knowledge, and uh, we'll see what happens ne come next week. Josh, we'll move on to you portfolio-wise, how we looking all time, and then how we looking you know, within the past couple of weeks to a month. Yeah, so all time we're down 5%. Um, I was doing good. I was up about 50% three months in, uh, which was huge. I thought that was great. And I broke my three to 5% rule. And here we are down a couple hundred bucks. Um, portfolio currently in Piction, IVR, and Westel Technologies. Uh, I'm down big on Piction and IVR combined 1300. That but is... we're going to hold weather the storm. I'm going to be honest with you. That's tough to do too with those couple of stocks being that they are penny stocks practically in, in yeah, terms of the larger stock market, right. uh, which is great to get a ton of shares. That freaks me out, though, because uh, like you said, a 10 cent change is 100 bucks gone. Realistically, right. if, if you're trading those type of stocks, uh, right. my portfolio, we are pretty much dead even. We're up 0.65 percent total. So really nothing big there. But past three months we have slashed all of the moderna losses and we're holding out till late september early october to hear from them uh, if it goes well it's going to be great if it doesn't we'll move on and we'll dump them but winners and losers of the week let's uh get one from each of you one winner one loser josh we'll start with you okay i'll start uh the winner of the week's going to winner by the end of next week will be in fiction INPX. That's based off pure emotion. Uh, no facts. I'm not a hope. financial advisor. Hope. Uh, false hope, some would say. I'm down big on them. I had high hopes. They announced a, uh, some sort of partnership with Microsoft. Uh, shut of about 30 cents. I thought we could hit $2. Uh, they're at 125 after hours right now. I expect them to hit 175 by the end of next week. Wow. That is, that's a large jump, sir. That is yep. almost a one-third jump right there. Yep. Uh, uh, Tesla. That loser. Me. Loser by next week is going to be Tesla because I think the split happened. All the gamblers like ourselves got in. They're going to take their profits and run. Everyone's selling, sell, sell. Um, they'll be back up, but by the end of next week, I think they'll have a down week. Okay. I, I they had a pretty 
substantial down day today they and, dropped. and yep. yesterday. So I, I yep. think for next week, I'd actually be looking at them for a pretty steady increase, to be honest, uh, and maybe okay. reaching where they were at some point last week. But we'll see. Like like you said, the split did happen. They're so unpredictable. You saw that spike. I have no idea what's going on. I'm along for the ride. Uh, long-term long term investment move for me there. It's Drew, a good ride. give me your winner and loser. My winner of the week is Under Armour. Okay. They're up 4.43% week over week. They, uh, they were one of those that I think in the very beginning, I was just kind of scratching and clawing at whatever I could get my hands on that was cheap. Okay. And it's been a pretty steady increase, to be honest with you. We're actually up 13 cents today, which for me is fairly significant, I will say. So they're my winner. My loser is... Hold it. Hold that thought. Aurora Cannabis. They are actually down 27 cents in the past week. They have been going down for three months now, (laughs) and they just continue to go down. So, yeah, not great. Doesn't really look like they're going to – I mean, it's just a disaster. If you look at the graph, um, you can look – I know how in um, Robin Hood you can look at day, week, month, regardless of what – metric you use it's just a plummet to the bottom so not great and they are my loser of the week okay i am gonna go with our good friend dkng gonna be our winner of the week next week i think it's gonna build momentum off the mj news from today i also think we're gonna get some announcements about seasons that we thought were canceled are actually gonna be played in late october which we've already seen some sprinkling of news but that would be big plus if there's any you know announcement about nfl football being played and in sports in general uh continuing on to say the least my loser of the week and i hate to say it it's probably gonna be moderna (laughs) it has been steady eddie down the past three months since i bought in at what was probably an all-time high for Moderna. And until the news of any type of vaccine ends ends up coming out, which as we've kind of progressed here is getting into late September, early October, and then approvals in November, it doesn't bode well for, you know, early September for, for Moderna. So I hate to say it, but they're my, they're my loser next week. That'll wrap us up for winners and losers. I think that's a, a solid stock talk for this week. We'll see if we can venture outside our own portfolios next week on winners and losers. Uh, and maybe we'll do a little long-term instead of the weekly short-term ones. Who knows? Thanks for Sounds stopping by, per usual, Joshua Wilson. Anytime. We'll, we will it's see It's been a you. pleasure, Joshua. We'll see you next time. All right, we'll roll right into sports, sports, sports here, Drew. Uh, we already hinted at the Bruins games, and we've talked about them. We did. About we we sprinkled length. over that a little bit. Yeah, um, but Celtics looking good. We've moved on to the Celtics. I know I yeah. didn't really watch any of the regular season stuff this year due to the bubble and and all that. But the playoffs have been exciting. I've watched I think every Celtic game but one so far, at least pieces of it. Uh, yeah. Last game wasn't that impressed with how they played. But I also don't see them losing a game to Toronto. I I don't think Toronto has the firepower because, like, Kemba had 
a really bad game up until the fourth quarter when he became, as I've come to learn his nickname, Cardiac. Uh, And Marcus Smart played unbelievable. But I don't know. I I felt like game two was probably the worst the Celtics could have played, and they still ended up winning. Yeah, so I haven't seen much just because of the timing of it, but it it seems like they – have like it seems like they're just catching fire at the right time and they have one of the more complete teams in the NBA I'll say in terms of the depth that they have at each position they they can get some supplemental scoring from their bench guys can chip in from all over which is huge um especially like this time of year with the bubble and everything and you know no home court so um being able to rely on different pieces is huge so I think it goes probably five maybe six if Toronto really bears down, but Celtics have full control. And the, the beauty of it too is like, you can't say, Oh, we're going back to Toronto now. You know, yeah. series doesn't start till you lose one at home, whatever. But when it's on a neutral start like this, it's, it's going to be the same thing every single other day. So Celtics are clearly, you know, on, on pace here to, to shut things out fairly soon, which I hope happens. So, well, we'll like see. the way they're playing. Absolutely. Six six and zero so far in the playoffs this year. So Decent is that good? I don't know. You tell not me. since the '86 Celtics. I saw a stat on Twitter uh, that they've done that. So pretty good on our way. But we'll switch gears a little here and move on over to golf. I don't know if you caught last weekend. <clears throat> almond, tough almond there. Almond down the old gully. Yep. But I don't know if you caught last weekend as I was saying. Uh, Dustin Johnson losing in a playoff to uh, John Rahm, who could easily be my hate of the week every week. Uh, one of the one of the guys on tour I just don't particularly like. Enjoy. Yeah, I don't it know. I think. What is it about him? It's it's the the they call it you know emotion from him like he's he's a very emotional player. I just call it a bad temper. I would say. Uh, yeah, it just seems seems childish a little. Everything seems forced. The celebrations seem forced. Yeah. I can't stand it. Some people like him. He's going to be a great player. I will just root every year from here on out that he never wins a major. He can win all his little PGA Tour titles, whatever. Uh, when it comes down to, to me the sitting big dogs. on the couch, I'll be trying all the voodoo dolls and all the Jonas, for all the Jonas, that pot lips out on eighteen to (laughs) to tie that lead. But, anyways, if you didn't see it, it was probably, I would say, the best golf tournament of the year, Uh, hands down. Even Hardin Park, when Colin Morikawa won, like this was, ended up going to a playoff. But DJ is coming down eighteen. 18, you pretty much have to hit the fairway to have a, a chance to get it accessible into this front right pin. He ends up missing the fairway right, short sides himself. He's got a probably one yard by one yard box that he can land it in to keep it on the green, like anywhere near the hole. He puts it in a perfect spot, ends up going about 30, 35 feet past the hole, the best he could do easily. Still down one at this, this point. And the putt is absolutely treacherous. He's got to go up and over a ridge, and then the rest of the way down, it's going to be lightning fast. Uh, so he has to just drip it over kind of deal. And I, Before you go, I did see the putt. 
And okay. I was like, holy guacamole. But and go ahead. That putt is one, obviously in that position, it's a little, not easier, but he's not worried about, you know, jamming it past or anything because he either makes it or he doesn't, uh, and that's the tournament. But this th- putt isn't going to stop within, you know, five, six feet or anything like that. Yeah. Dustin ends up making this just absolutely ridiculous putt to tie. And this is the week after he just dominated and shot 30 under at the Deutsche Bank. So now you're thinking, like, this guy's going to possibly win all three playoff events if he ends up winning this one. Uh, because the Tour Championship now does a, a stroke lead con- like lead leaderboard where Dustin will be up by two on the second-place guy in the FedEx Cup starting tomorrow. And he still is up by two on John Rahm now, but John Rahm wouldn't have been as high in the rankings. So, they go to 18. They do it over again. Both guys... Oh, no. Rom misses the fairway pretty much in the same spot Dustin does on the right side. Dustin misses the fairway left, but it hits a tree, bounces dead middle of the fairway. So, he gets a really good break. Rom hits his up there. He's got now a 66-foot putt. Hit a good shot like Dustin did, but you can't get it anywhere close out of the rough. Dustin hits it to about eh, 20, 25 feet. Good shot, smart shot, with him being way on the back of the green, possibly looking at a three-putt. Well, he had what I would say half of the putt was Dustin Johnson's putt, like same exact yeah. line, same exact look to it, and he ends up making an absolute bomb. And it was just, it was the craziest hour stretch of golf I've probably watched in the past couple years. There just hasn't been you know, majors that have, have come down to the wire like that and where yeah. big, long putts are being made. So it was pretty cool to watch and kind of rooting for DJ just to win everything. I want him to win the Tour Championship. I want him to then go win the U.S. Open. I want him to then go win the Masters in November. And then I want him to come back when he's next interviewed with Brooks having missed the cut at the past two majors and say, hey, you know, I got I got one less major than you now, but I got quadruple the amount of money and wins than you do, bud. Buddy, all chum. Yeah. So that's my that's my hope for the next you know upcoming months, end of September U.S. Open. So that'll be your next tune in. But I would say if it gets close this weekend, tune in. Uh, mm-hmm. Great course, East Lake Tour Championship, playing for fifteen million for first place, Drew. Not that much money, eh? Not that much. Not that Pennies. much at all. Yep. I think up till about fifth place, or it might go down even further, gets at least a million, which is just Banana insane. One. I understand it's a career, uh, not a career, a season-long race, but for what, like, that's insane. That the that's top wild. 10 is pretty much getting paid a million dollars no matter what. The guy in yeah. 30th, he finishes the last segment of this uh, season-long race. Granted, you, you get into the top 30 is an amazing feat in and of itself in a season. But gets $355,000 for coming in. He could walk off the first tee after he hits his tee ball and withdrew, withdraw, and he gets $355,000. <laughs> that's bananas. When you're looking at it that way, that's, that's, that's insane. nuts. insane. Absolutely insane. That's all I got for sports. Do you have anything else? Um, 
I'm trying to jog my memory. I don't believe so. No, I think that's... Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox, we're not even going to waste time on. Nope. A little bit of golf. I think we're good for now. All right. Sweet. Well, I do want to talk, or if you would like to interview me, about the uh, the recent events of, of fitness going on at 4320 you know Commons Drive West. I think I would. So, I can kind of kick this off. So, we had, we had some talks. I think it was last week's pod about you know, fasting and juicing and dieting and just creative ways to just get out of the rut that we're in and try to get, you know, try to trim down, try to get a little bit more healthy, maybe shed a little bit. stronger, BFS. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And I'm more of a talker than anything else. And it turns out that about, you know, two, not even one or two days maybe 48 hours after we had talked about it, you had just taken it upon yourself. It was the next Florida, day. It was the next 24 day. hours then, correction, 24 hours, to begin a fast of, I believe it was 24 hours at the very beginning, just to see how you felt, right? Yep. And turned it into three days of just really not eating much of anything, period. Yeah, so I got into the, like, looking at, people are doing the seven day, like the week fast. And medically, it's not recommended to do a, a week <laughs> first. Okay. So I, I said, you know, I, I felt let's good. Start after, slow. I felt good after day one. And then I said, let's, let's shoot for the three day and we'll stop and we'll reassess. You know, it's a couple months down the road. If we want to do another three day, if we want to, you know, work up to a week. Yeah. But so I, before you continue, what I, the first question that I think everybody wants to know, including myself, at what point in those three days was like the lowest point where you where you were like, I am doing everything in my physical and mental power to not just go eat a Milano or a chocolate covered pretzel or a anything. Day three, it's day three by far. Like day one, I I'll be honest with you, day one was easy. Like I'm not a big eater in and of itself. The past probably couple of years I've been doing like no breakfast and I eat lunch and dinner. So I can I can wait a decent amount of time before I have to eat type of deal. Yeah. Day two, you start getting into like you're just thinking about drinking enough fluids. And I was working out uh, each day. Day three, I ended up not working out because my body was incredibly sore <laughs> from the first two days and expand like expending that much energy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, your body was just telling you to just well not just, having fuel. Just know? stop. Just shut it. Shut it the f down. Yeah, as John Taffer would say. So there's powdered donuts that were sitting on my counter this whole time that I had it from my last grocery trip, and I I would say day two I started looking at them. Day three I was like, I cannot wait until to, eat, to just scotch day those four. And I started so. The pod we recorded that Monday night, I think, or something, and I, I think I just started that night, yeah, because I hadn't eaten anything up to that point all day. Uh, it was a busy day, so just kind of ran past me, but I was yeah. like, well, I'll just I'll start tonight, see how we feel in the morning. So I get to the 72-hour mark was technically, what, Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday night. And yep. am I doing that right now? Thursday night. 
it was Thursday night because Friday would have been the fourth day. And in my mind, I'm like, uh, you could just go eat, eat that entire bag of powdered donuts right now. Oh, my God. And go get, you know, like McDonald's, Chipotle, everything's <laughs> around me and just eat. And I said to myself, no, we got to finish, you know, until the next, we started until the next morning, you know, hold strong, get to the next morning, uh, make it like kind of what I felt was more of a, a true full three days because it was three sleeps. Yeah. And it ended up being like 80, probably eight ish hours. Well, I woke up at 530 the next morning because I knew I, I could then go to Dunkin Donuts and eat. Did you set an alarm or did your body open. just wake you up and say time to eat like I'm starving? Uh, no, I set an alarm for six cause I knew I was going to be like really hungry, but I woke up at around five fifteen, and I checked. I'm like, I think Dunkin' Donuts is open right now. And it, it was open at five. And so I hopped in the car. Oh I my went, God. I went and got the first meal, which was a sesame seed bagel toasted with cream cheese on the side and a chocolate milk. Turns out they didn't have any chocolate milk. They gave me a vanilla milk. Was it sour? No. So then on the way home, I stopped at the gas station, got a chocolate milk because I wasn't going to have my, my first sip going to be no. a regular vanilla milk from no. Duncan. I had no. to get a nice chocolate milk from the gas station. Best chocolate milk of, of my life. What, Along... what kind was it? What brand? It was a brand I'd never seen before. I, I don't remember the name of it, to be honest. It was the only one the gas station had. I was getting a little worried uh looking in the refrigerator because i didn't see any and and it was in like the last little hidden cubby back there yeah. yeah so real good bagel i ate like a king that day i then had i had a subway foot long for lunch because i i went into work and we got subway on base i then got out back later that night oh mama you got, got takeout right i, I think did. you sent a picture of the uh what was it it was the was it the outback Sirloin, Seneca. Sirloin. Yep. Wow, you have just crawled away from. You hook me on the fillet, and then you just say, "I'm gone. Bye bye." I will special occasions. I'll I'll absolutely still get the fillet, but okay. I, I got that mashed potatoes. I ate all the like the full loaf of chocolate bread, and I think I got a side of mac and cheese with that one, or it might have been. Holy I might have just got Aussie <laughs> fries, but Holy that shit. was I I that I got too much. After I, you ate, did you just feel like? You must have felt like the guy from Dodgeball in the, at the end when he's just sitting on the couch with the, and he just has like, he looks like he weighs 700 pounds. You it, know what I'm talking about? It felt about? like that. Like I felt I had eaten too much food. Actually, it you wasn't. You gorged yourself. So no, it wasn't the Outback, Drew. I think I got the Outback the next day. It was Burrito Del Sol. So I, I got like this bur big burrito bowl and then you can eat the shell because it's just a taco shell. Yeah. And I think I got like halfway through it and... I was like, oof, I, I've, eaten, in the towel. I've eaten too much today. And so I yeah. yeah, I ended up tossing in the towel on that one. But yeah, it was like a build back up. I had to start light in the morning, get the stomach going, get it working again. Yep. And now I'm on to low sugar. So trying to only, you know, eat ice cream a couple of days of the week. Um, uh, you had some scoops today around uh, 6 p.m.? I did. Of what flavor? Uh, I had the Ben and Jerry's Stephen Colbert one, the American Dream. I had never tried that one before, and then I had Sunday. I had uh, what was it called? It was like a coffee Vienna mocha chunk type deal. Ben and Jerry's. I'm trying out yeah. different ones. I usually get the chocolate fudge brownie one. 
Oh my god, yeah. Which is amazing, but um, I, I want to see what the other flavors are like. I haven't strayed. So, I guess my one thing that I would say to close out this segment would be we're almost coming to that time here where it's your ideal lazy day, which means a lot of eating on Sundays specifically. Yeah. With, you know, 1, 4, 8 p.m., red zone, fantasy, yep. all of the above. Thanksgiving coming up. How are you going to combat and if you possibly make an appearance back home i feel like that's a situation where you got to hit like the, your, your, your top spots yeah how do you combat those you know demons those demons yes how do you fight those demons how do you fight that addiction i would say i'm starting now already I, i've been in the gym every day since the fast uh last night was the only one i didn't they locked up early which I thought we were off the limited hours thing over the weekend, which we were, and then it, it ended up locking back down. But I did some yoga in the living room. I got a little yoga mat. Um, one of the people I was at my last base has like instructional videos that she does, so was going off of that. And yoga's no joke, Drew. My shoulders are as sore as they have been from just like a regular shoulder workout. Downward dog is an oh, absolute baby. killer nothing like a little bit of downward dog it's my favorite too yeah favorite position for drew there and yeah so i'd say it it starts now i just gotta combat it up until that point because i know when i'm getting home i'm i'm hitting like you said all the spots yeah. I'm, I'm getting sclafani's for lunch and again we're going out to eat at the studio at, oh uh, my god you'll the, maybe go to the the office the george's place What's the new uh, one where Friendly's was? Uh, Jack's place? See, um, water, saltwater grill. Saltwater grill, I, I like that for a spot. Um, yeah, it's a good, lo good little spot. Time. So, yeah, we'll make we'll the stay. rounds. Absolutely breakfast. I'll go for a lot the of, I feel like a lot of beers will be consumed, maybe. They'll definitely a good be number. some beers consumed. So I, I have been laying off those for a bit, but they'll they'll be coming back, I'm sure. Yeah. Perfect. So, Alrighty. Some of twenty twenty one's the goal. That's yeah. That's the long game. That's fair. Time. That's fair. Well, let's get into Drew's dad joke here. And then we'll hop into Woman of the Week afterwards. We shall. Drew's dad joke is brought to you by Gloucester Gear. Once again, folks, wear what the locals wear. I don't care if it's summer. I don't care if it's winter. I don't care if it's spring. I don't care if it's fall. They got all types of attire for all types of seasons, all shapes and sizes, all genders, nationalities, sexes, everything. Check them out. True. Here goes nothing. How does a penguin build its house? I can't say I know. It glues it together. <laughs> kind of snuck it snuck it in there it glues it together that's really good i like that one a lot well this week i have something special for you i got a rebuttal i got a rebuttal okay from the show. i'm ready uh, my my seatbelt is strapped i want to see if you can answer it better than i answer it because i am all time bad on these did you answer it in your head before so will you know or do you know what the punchline is i know i'm gonna read it to you i know what the punchline is so okay. I'm seeing if you can get it before I say it. Okay, just hit me then. Why can't a nose be 12 inches long? 
because then oh, it's a foot. Oh, it has something to do with feet. It has something then to do with feet. Then it's a foot, Drew. Damn it. I knew it had something to do with feet. I was like, it hangs below your feet. I was like, I was trying to figure out the verbiage of it, but I knew it was either foot or feet in it. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, that's That was close. Really it was one. at the, this is the skin of my teeth. That's a good one. I like that. I love that when I heard that in the group today. We unanimously said that one must be mentioned on the pod. That's a good one. I like that. There you go, folks. Now, let's hop into our woman of the week. Uh, Yes. You can fire away first. I got to look up this name once more because I forgot. Yeah, I got a good one. You guys are going to have no idea who this is, but it's a great one. Her name is Sarah Stock. So, there was a tweet. It... um, so I guess there's a pit, I guess there's a pitcher on the Red Sox named Robert Stock. Um, so here's the tweet just for reference. I implore you all to put on the Red Sox game. They have this dude Robert Stock pitching, and he looks like he's twice divorced and completely given up on life. I can't stop watching him. It's transfixing. So this guy is just shitting all over this pitcher for the Red Sox. The Red Sox have had a miserable season as it is. He's probably horrible. I guess he has a 7.5 ERA um, in 0.2 innings pitched. So that's just not ideal. Like, those numbers are not favorable. No. Um, For reference. So, and that was in a 10-3 loss that he had incurred. Mm -hmm. Um, Wife decides to quote tweet this troll on Twitter and say, he's actually zero times divorced, but if he keeps walking the leadoff batter, I'll consider filing for divorce. (laughs) <laughs> no, this is just out of nowhere. That's just good chirp. Complete, oh, my God. Amazing chirp. I just saw it on Barstool. And the season has been miserable. This guy is probably – he's trying his best. But, I mean, he's, he, he clearly shouldn't be in the position that he's in right now given the way that this team is constructed. And for his wife to just completely dump nine gallons of gasoline on the already dumpster fire – of a season and performance and troll tweet is absolutely electric to me. I saw this and I was like, I cannot not mention it. That is, that is a good one. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, mine this week is going to be the, if you've seen the movie neighbors with Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, his, uh, his wife. Yeah in that movie is her name is Rose Byrne. So I know her from that movie and then I know her from the internship where she's Owen Wilson's boo in that movie. Uh, mm. kind of an Australian I don't know if she's from Australia, to be honest. I'll, I'll look, oh, okay. I'll look into it, but it's the Australian accent. Um yep. in in neighbors she's like the edgy, cool mom. So yes. she's, she's got that. I just going looked on. her up. I, I had to put a face to a name because I figured – I had an idea of who she was, but I wanted to confirm. Confirmed Australian. And, yeah, the accent is definitely a big play on that one for me. No, I completely agree. There's nothing like an accent, especially Australian. And she always just kind of pops up and kills it. So. Bridesmaids is the other one I've seen her in. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. She's, yep. She is the, uh, the meaner one in Bridesmaids. No, yeah, she's got a little bit of an edge like to her in that one. She does. From what I remember. She does. Yep. That'll wrap that one up, and we are going to close out here with Kurt's quote. And this week, we got a good one. It comes from the late, great Jimi Hendrix. Is Jimi Hendrix dead? 
I think so. Let me look. Let's leave. You gotta leave that part in because that's hilarious. Um, he said or said, not sure. That when the power. Yeah, he's definitely dead. He died in 1970. Oh no, he didn't. That's his active. An uh, overdose. Um, I think he's still alive. No, he's not. He died in 1970, dude. <laughs> like, that's confirmed. I just looked it up of an overdose. So I think that's okay. 40, so then the late great 50. Jimi Hendrix. 50 years. <laughs> when the... He says... <laughs> 50 years. You think he's still kicking, eh? <laughs> All right, go. He says... When the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. Wow. That's a good one for this week. I like it. I love it. We want some more of it. <laughs> Pat from last year, as always, get us out of here. What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Group. <laughs>